This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color. And you're rocking with the Connect experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, aka T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected experience. You should too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected experience? They should know by now, man. You what if they're a first-time listener, though? Yeah. That's the thing with this shit. You, you catch you don't a nigga. Know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so basically, man, it's our lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's the lifestyle. So we do events. We do podcasts. We connect people, man. We play liaison to so many people, for, but for the right reason. Like, I don't want nothing from you if I introduce you to the person that you need to be introduced to for your life to continue further. And because a nigga told me one time, you don't get paid for being in the room. You feel me? But- if you want to throw me something, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, love, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, you, I can yeah, use yeah. a little extra all the time, man. So what up? You got a term? I do. I got a term, man. It's hustle. It's to be aggressive, especially in business or other financial deals, because everybody got some type of hustle. Everybody thinks stuff is a hustle. You know, they think music is a hustle. They think podcasting is a hustle. They think hustle, hustle, hustle. But they automatically think if you say you're a hustler that you what? Sell dope. That's not always or a, a criminal hustle. activity. Criminal activity, criminal yeah. Activity. Yeah, so everybody got a hustle. If you don't got you a hustle, get you a hustle. So, like, I made a ton of money being a hustler with gym shoes. You feel what I'm saying? Right, So right, that was right. just my hustle at one point. I made point. a ton of money middleman in them shits. Uh, yeah. Being liaison because somebody, yeah. you knew somebody with it who needed it. So who you got? You got a person we need to know? I got people you need to know. The who people you need to know is Highland, uh, Highland Dozier. Highland, that was a songwriting production crew team. That was uh, Lamont Dozier and Brothers Brian and uh, Eddie Highland. They was the trio who wrote, arranged many songs for Motown in the 60s. During their tenure at Motown from 1962 to 67, Dozier and Brian Highland were the composers and producers for each song. That's a lot of shit, bro. That's a lot of that's songs, a whole yeah. that's a whole lot of hits. I bet you they publishing in order. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I then Eddie wrote the lyrics good. and arranged the vocals. The most celebrated production singles were the four tops, the Supremes, including ten out of the Supremes, twelve US number one singles, such as Baby Love, Stop in the Name of Love, and You Keep Me Hanging On. Now, why would we pick them people? Uh well, we would pick those people and with that term hustle, because we actually have a person who hustle off of music with us today. We got Nick Speed with us. What's going on? What's Nick? going on, Nick? What up, though? How you feel, man? How you feeling today, man? Man, awesome, man. Everything's great. So, uh, so we, um, a lot of people know Nick Speed. A lot of people don't know Nick Speed. So we go talk as if nobody listening ever heard of you. You okay. know what I'm saying? That way we don't get the full story. Because what we like to do on the connected experiences, it's not geared toward a project coming out or something like that. We just like to introduce the people to people that we like or people that no we've doubt. been watching and feel like, yo, we haven't heard enough of his story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the first thing we want to start out with is something a little different. What was your favorite years in hip hop? And uh, an example is my favorite years in hip hop was from 95 to 97. But it's not even why people would think that because somebody would think that because of like, oh, you must be like a big Tupac Biggie fan. It's actually to do with the West Coast but like Northern California. Yeah, it was because of what was coming out of Northern California at the mm-hmm. time. Like all of that music. E-40, you know yeah, that? Yeah, E-40. Uh, Mac Maul. Mac Maul. Sugar Wolf, Wolf, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that the was loonies, my, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you see them niggas fooling yeah, on the stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I still <laughs> fuck with all of that music still no but 95 to 97 was my favorite year. So what was your favorite 
favorite year in hip hop, taking away what you did, not anything. You know what I'm saying? Or if then was your favorite year? Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah. You know what? Around that time, the same years, uh, those are real good years, actually, because that's like high school for me. So, yeah. you know, it was kind of like um, I was learning a lot. Like, I mean, really, some of my favorite music came out around that same exact time. So, yeah, that's interesting that you would say those years because, I mean. Even going back to 94, Illmatic was, like, um, real inspirational for me. Right. Because I used to read, like, every issue of the Source magazine. Yeah. And um, he got five mics, man. That was the first time I had witnessed somebody get, <laughs> get five, five mics. mics. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's, like, the, you know, uh, highest review that you can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, five stars or whatever. So, you know, I just had never seen that, and it inspired me to want to uh, do music and to try to get five mics myself. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about growing up in Detroit. How was growing up in Detroit for you? Oh, uh, man, you know what? Interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I was in the ghetto. You know what I mean? I grew <laughs> yeah. up off of Dexter. Yeah, I Dexter didn't know how ghetto it, Yeah, I didn't know how ghetto it was till I went other places. Yeah. But, you know, that's where we grew up at, um, 48206, right down the street from Central High School, right down the street from um, the first mosque. Yeah, you yeah. know where Malcolm X and uh, Elijah Muhammad was at. Yeah, um, we actually been to the uh, mosque in uh, Harlem that they established too. When Malcolm oh, yeah. got out of jail, we went, yeah, we went that's to that crazy. One. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. Powerful, so. it was powerful. Yeah. And it's on Malcolm X Boulevard. Now oh wow! Too. Yeah. And what people don't know too is that the dude who they say killed Malcolm X, he was in prison on Malcolm X Boulevard. Oh wow! Man. <laughs> yeah. So that was. That oh, was I know crazy. you hate that, don't you? Yeah. That, <laughs> well, you know they was letting that nigga out. He was he on a work, work release. At, oh, work release at night. He used to go to work at night. Golly, yeah. man. So he cut a hell of a deal with the government. Wow. I wonder, did he say, I don't want you to take no taxes out, though? If the government <laughs> ever come to me and, like, like really need me, I need me and, like, all my offsprings for generations to never have to pay no taxes. And they do it, man. If they really need you, they go, they go cut them deals. You know them people not working on them campaigns for free. Oh, if you get elected to, for, to be the president, you got to sign something say, I don't pay no taxes. And I yeah, feel that. So you say you grew up on uh, Dexter. So what was it like, though? I mean, um, when you before you even knew that it was the ghetto. Man, like, it was what? fun. It was yeah. fun to me, man. All we used to do is just ride bikes and, you know, I used to just, like, walk down Dexter, get a haircut or something, go yeah. to the uh, beauty supply. Like, you know, we was right by, like, McDonald's and uh, Barrel and Bottle. Like, you know, it was fun. It was it was real fun to me, man. Like, one of my um, homies that was, like, two doors down, he played tuba. Yeah, so yeah. he'd just come outside and just be hitting the, hitting the tuba. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Broad Street Parade, like, that'd yeah. come down, like, I never would know exactly when it's coming, and then I just wake up on Saturday morning like, "What is that music?" So everybody be out, you know, from all type of neighborhoods. Yeah, it was fun, man. Um, even like the car wash down the street, like on Elmhurst, they sold like the Source. So every time I just go over there and get the Source magazine. Um, <clears throat> this one time, man, it's so funny. <laughs> Like, I just remember, like, this place called Murdoch's Music or something. It was like a record store over there. Yeah. And um, I guess they had this party, man. So they had this DJ outside or whatever, and he was just spinning. This is, like, I want to say, like, 99. Yeah. <laughs> so he was playing. First, he was just DJing. Yeah. And then he had the mic, right? So then he played, like, Whoa by Black Rob or whatever. This is, like, 99. So, uh, he left somebody on the mic. So somebody got to rapping, bro. He just... Almost started a whole riot. Like, the hood got so hyped, bro. And then, like, next thing you know, it was, like, all these old school. It looked like Bell Isle Strip, like, yeah, after yeah. a while. Like, they do a donuts in the middle of the street, bro. Yeah. Like, old school. I'm like, it oh, man. Yeah. They looking like they about to hit the pole, but they not. They, you know, screeching their tires. Man, it was, that was crazy. All I remember it was a cab trying to, <laughs> trying to come down Dexter. 
Niggas start standing on top of the cab, like, <laughs> like you ain't going nowhere. Like, oh man, it was it, that was time. that was ghetto yeah. fun right there. I'm yeah, telling you. So, so you got uh, siblings, parents. Like, how? Did, I, of course, yeah. you got parents, but uh, what is it? Two parent household. Two parent household. Yeah. Um, you know, what's funny, man, is um, in my I have like four people in my family as far as including my parents. So that includes my sister. And we was all born in different states. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. Like my mom is born in Detroit. Uh, my dad is born in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm born in LA. Yeah, and my sister born in DC. Yeah, okay. So, what y'all parents was in the military? Uh, no, nah, man. You know, I, they met out in Cali chasing their dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, so they, they in the entertainment too, right? Well, yeah. Like my dad uh, helped start BT. Yeah, back in the day. So if y'all that's ever that. heard of Video Soul, yeah, with Donnie Simpson. Donnie yeah. Simpson and my uncle Terry are best friends. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's Terry, amazing. Terrence Cook, they they grew up next wow. door and they best friends. So my pops might even know him. He got to like yeah my, yeah yeah. My uncle Terry and Donnie Simpson yeah. been like this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so like in I want to say like eighty. Three is when um, BT hired my dad or whatever, and at that time, all they had was like black and white movies yeah. on, and then like my dad brought the music videos to BT. Yeah, that's dope. That's, that's dope. So he created he created like three shows: um, This Week in Black Entertainment, yeah, uh, Video Soul, and it was another one like. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it wasn't Teen Summit, was it? No, it wasn't oh, Teen Summit. Later. That was yeah, that was a little bit later, but yeah. uh, it was like three shows. You know what I mean? And it was like. You know, I didn't uh, necessarily realize the importance of what was going on and the history that was being made right. yeah. at the time because I was a little kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you, people really never do, though. Like, you know, he wasn't working to make history. He worked yeah. to make sure that this mattered at the yeah, time. You know exactly. And then, like, even before that, you know, my dad worked in radio. Yeah. So uh, he was doing radio interviews. I actually just found his demo probably from, like, 1980. It's just nothing but interviews. It got Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Um, the Jackson Five. You got Phyllis visuals, Hyman. or you got the no? I got the an audio. audio. Okay, yeah. I just digitized it too. I'm, I might put it out as a vinyl or something. Yeah, like that. that's what yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, you can release that, and people would yeah, because it's like yeah. my dad's original stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um. Oh man, it's, so you it's holding amazing. on to the? You, you, oh, it's it's yeah. it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a master key. That's yeah, what I would call it. You can chop that shit up. Oh man, I might use it as my for my next album too. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with it. Yeah. But it's uh it's amazing. I. Man, the day I, I found that, I called my pops like three times, like, man, Marvin Gaye on here. <laughs> he like, yeah, I know, son. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, he's been telling me about this, this these interviews for my whole life, but I never heard them. Yeah, it's and, like you an know, urban legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I well, said, that with Marvin Gaye before. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he'd have told me the story a million times, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you, you could feel it now. Yeah, like, I'm oh, like, whoa, shit. they was really there. You yeah. know, I knew he was really there, but, you yeah. know. Yeah. It so, makes sense now. So you grew up a BET baby in a sense. Yeah, so you yeah. got to be. So is that why your sister was born in DC? Yes, absolutely. Was actually absolutely. Court, uh, See, he's good at math. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So your sister is actually somebody too. I just yeah. seen a movie with your sister. Yeah, in, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. Like, and I was Man. like, oh, I'm interviewing him. That's his yeah. sister. But the crazy part about that movie is everybody who worked on that movie, Nate, Melissa, a lot of people yeah. worked on that. That's our folks. You know. Oh what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Oh, she in Warrior Pride. No, no, she in uh, Stay in Your Place. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 she, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And she did a good job. Yeah, too. man, yeah, my yeah. sister's very talented, man. She's like, you know, like, it's so crazy. Like, you know, growing up, we would we had like karaoke machine and we had like a camcorder. We used to just make our own radio shows, yeah. our own TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was like, natural, though, if that's Yeah, what like we had nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, let's make a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's make a radio show. Right, like, yeah. let's make a mixtape. Yeah. Your, your dad still in the business today, or he? Uh, uh, yeah, he's actually retired, but he really helps me and Lauren like a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we run all our ideas past my dad. Yeah, yeah no plugs I mean? that he got go a long oh, man, way back. Yeah, man, I'm trying to tell you, man, for real. Like, because of 
people that my dad knows, I it helped me in the business. Yeah, in you a positive I mean? way. Yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, even uh, down to like, you know, my first, well, my lawyer is Louise West. She's in New York. Yeah. And she, at the time, was doing uh, Missy and Timberland, yeah. Kanye West, yeah. you know, the whole Rockefeller. And, right, so I mean, she, probably yeah, any, everybody, any, everybody any black music from the 80s on up, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, you know, basically, he plugged me with her, and then I decided I was going to make a demo for her. Like, I didn't have a demo yet, yeah. right. but just off of the fact that I had this plug, I was like, I got to make a demo. Something, yeah. So I sent her the demo or whatever. I worked on like five, six songs or something like that. It was called Nick Exclusives. That was the name of it. And yeah. then uh, she liked it. She was like, she called me. She was like, yeah, I like it. I listened to it a couple times. Yeah. I was like, I'm thinking like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm what, on, right? What's next? Yeah. And then she was like, well, if you uh, make anything happen, I'll help you. <laughs> like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I did all that, but I'm thinking like she about to send it to somebody or yeah, something. Yeah. She like basically going to make something happen. And, and we I got help. you. Yeah. 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 So how did you actually discover hip hop? When was the first time that you uh, was man, like, I was, yo. I was born into hip hop. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I'm I'm the first generation rap music baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, born in the 80s, like, you know, when I came out the womb, rap was already out. Okay, yeah. okay. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like, the first music I remember hearing is rap, like, who knows? I don't know if it was Rapper's Delight or, yeah. I don't know what it was, Michael Jackson, of course, but I remember rap from the day beginning. one. The beginning, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? LL Cool J, all of that stuff. Like, yeah. Public Enemy, Slick Rick, like, all of that was day one for me. So I was... You know, I grew up with rap, and it's just funny how, like, you know, like the rap songs of like that time seemed like they were actually uh, geared toward kids because you had parents just don't understand. Yeah, children's story. Yeah, you get that's what his I'm favorite saying? song. That's my favorite song. Oh yeah, yeah, man, it's yeah. one of the greatest. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, of course, it would appeal to a kid like me. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And, and, like, and back then, that's when the videos went with the songs. Right. So you could see, like, especially children's story, like everything he's talking about. You see nowadays. Whatever you're talking about, I guarantee your video got some guns, some drugs, and some oh, yeah. asses. It don't right, even right. You talk about church and shit. Too. Right, right. <laughs> right. They're going to have a gun. They're going to ban it, though. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, even, even like, Two Live Crew in the Box and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, we grew up in the generation before they started really censoring everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They started censoring it later on. Yeah. Like, Just I remember. I, right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, Onyx, uh, throw your guns you know, in the air. Back the fuck up. The name of that you know shit what I'm saying? Back the fuck up. Right. Like, like, like that was okay. that was exciting for me as a kid. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, music with cussing or something. Like, it, yeah. was, it was so taboo, I guess, at that time. Yeah. And you could go buy the, the tape because it really wasn't CDs, bust that bitch right. out the rapper. Oh, yeah, man. Unfold that bitch. Man, real. I like, look, I look at being that. cheated right now, bro. That, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I look at the cover for the entire listening of the album. Right. We used to get together, go to my dog basement, and just like get like the new Ghostface or something, new Eminem, and we'll just listen to it top to bottom. Yeah. And like give it our own personal review. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'll be the one like reading the cover, like, Cause you know they used to have like almost like a picture with every song. Yeah, or something. you know what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah, man, I, I do miss that. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then when I create music, I do like to, um, you know, give people that same feeling if I can. Yeah. yeah. So you know how did how did you get into producing? Um, I got into producing because I was rapping. Yeah. Well, oh, first of all, I did radio at since I was four years old. Yeah. So I learned how to use the boards and everything like the equivalent to what Pro Tools is or whatever at four years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like... Uh, so who was teaching you that, your father? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I used to be a part of this thing called Pyramid Communications, which uh, was like a radio show for kids or whatever yeah. called Jump To It, actually. Named after Aretha Franklin's uh, song, Jump To It. Yeah. That was the theme song. So I actually got the audio for it and everything like that. And yeah. um, 
I was on the board. I was basically like a child star. Like they flew me out to Cali to be on TV. <laughs> yeah. I met the president of the United States, which was uh, Ronald Reagan at the time. Straight up. Yeah, at four years old. I was yeah. the only black kid. I got the picture of it. <laughs> yeah. I got the footage. Send us that though, because we oh, gonna yeah. put that with the. That's oh gonna be yeah, the cover art for this one. Man, that saying? might be the cover art for my next album, low yeah, key, because I just dope. found it. Like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, cause uh, so that was my first newspaper article. I was on the cover of magazines and all of this, just cause I knew you how to like run, run the, board. the boards and interview at people. Four, yeah, four years old. old. Yeah, so I've been doing it since then, and um, pretty much like I took that knowledge that I had, you know. So just imagine I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like I'm already like my mind is already there. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm saying. So when I got the karaoke machine, I'm it making songs, yeah. I'm making mixtapes, radio shows, Everything. all of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that just carried on over to my sister. Yeah. And we would be, every summer or whatever, my parents and my aunts, and uh, they will put us in uh, different little kids' programs like to learn radio uh, broadcasting. Yeah. Um, we even was on a radio show when we was little. Like, I might have been, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how young we was. We were so little, you know yeah. what I'm saying? What's your age difference, what, three uh, years? Five years. Oh, five years. Yeah, yeah okay. my sister five years younger than me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man, because, like, she might have been, like, seven or something, and then, you know, I'll be on the show with her. I'll be like twelve or something like that, yeah. and we'll be like, uh, "What was the name of that show? Uh, it, the Young Entrepreneurs Program, YEP, yeah, something like that." Yeah, that used to come on the TV, right? Uh, no, it was like ninety point nine, oh, like okay. the, uh, yeah. the the Detroit Public Schools radio station. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. And then I ended up getting another radio show over there, like in ninth grade. Yeah, uh, we called it. Well, it was, it was originally called Hip Hop Nine to Five. Yeah, you know what I mean, which. Carried over into my first rap group, which was Nine to Five Colony. Okay. So Nine Two Five. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like, because we had the show first, and then we just came up with the Nine to Five Crew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In our uh, school or whatever. Yeah. And then we changed it to Nine to Five. So Colony did you go to Central? Group. What high school? Did no, you go I went to, to CMA, Communication and Media Arts. Okay. Okay. So okay. Well, you know that makes what I mean? sense. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah so like, yeah, yeah, I basically learned from a journalistic per, uh, point of view the whole time, but little did I know I was a creative writer. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But like. You know, they probably thought I was gonna be like the next Brian Gumble or something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. You was prepped your whole. Yeah, I was life prepped my whole day. life for you know media training and whatever stuff like that. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, you know, fortunately, I took some of the knowledge that I have from the journalistic point of view and adapted it into creative writing. Yeah, right. yeah. you know what so I mean. So, do you remember what record was the first record you ever produced? Yeah, um, the first record I ever produced would probably be Nine to Five Colony. Um, featuring Elzai, I think it was called Oh Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so, did that at Racy Briggs Studio on the East Side. Racy is a jazz legend. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else, my dad knows. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like my dad knows everybody. Like straight up. Like, yeah, yeah. It, every every black star from the '70s to the 2000s, my dad at least met him. Yeah, he got a picture with him. Y'all yeah, not gonna believe this, but Quincy Jones picked me up on his birthday. And, like, uh, when I was, like, not even one or maybe one years old and sang the scales of music in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Right. This blessed, is real talk, he bro. He blessed you in. Yeah. So I used to hear this in. story throughout my whole life. And I was like, are y'all sure? Like, <laughs> you know, it's another one of them stories you got to keep asking your parents to see if it changed. Yeah. yeah. And they kept, it was the same story over and over. they yeah. like, so my mom say, uh, you know. My dad would say, like, what you over there whispering in my boy ear? You feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> what you like, said to him? Yeah, yeah. he like, man, that's the scales. You know what I'm saying? Don't rate me for so Yeah. So, like, you know, so that was an inspiration right there. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Quincy Jones. You know what I mean? You seen that documentary? Man, I'm the only person on earth that hasn't seen it, man. man Quincy's right my there. favorite. Yeah, yo. He's my yo. favorite. You know, Bro. he's my inspiration. Listen. 
yeah. this documentary, bro, is just it is it's mind blowing that everybody like people, <laughs> like I'm a producer, so I know I would appreciate it. Right, but people that don't even do music is like, bro, this documentary is a, yo is amazing. Th- this shit is like this nigga has been involved with every style of music. <laughs> period. Period. Like. I don't want to give it away, but when they start telling you some of the the, the, the scores he did yeah. and shit like that, this is yeah. shit that's already embedded in your yeah. brain. You probably know some of the shit. Though. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm you know, saying? I studied Quincy from yeah. you know since I could. You but know what some I mean? people have no clue. Like, yeah, that and I, shit it's is still stuff that I don't know head. about. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. So it's like he's done so much stuff that like it's no way to know about everything that Quincy has done. And then the crazy part is, if motherfuckers only know him from Michael Jackson forward, they miss like. 30 years yeah, of history. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, like, he was yeah. he was 50 years old when he did uh, yeah. the Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? That shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I got a picture with my dad and Quincy Jones right now. Like, it, it's crazy. I just posted it for my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. And my sister, too. Her birthday. But uh, they both in Atlanta. So, yeah. you know, they can tune in or whatever. Yeah. But I just posted a picture of, like, my pops. He got several pictures of Quincy. Like, yeah. it's a picture of my parents and Quincy. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They was hanging tough like that. Like <laughs> they, my people was in Black Hollywood. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, when well, I was, basically, I was born in that. Said, yeah, you was born. You know what I mean? Game, in, yeah. in Hollywood, like you know what I mean? Cedar Sinai Hospital. You know yeah, that's, that's where Vicky died. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like uh, I was delivered by the same doctor as the Kardashians. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. For real, like Kim Kardashian, like was delivered by the same doctor as me. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Dr. Paul Crane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm telling you, man, it's real. That, man. Yeah, that's dope. Brought yeah. home from the hospital in the limo. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You feeling this? So, what uh, did your dad help Motown? What, what did he do for well, Motown? Yeah, um, actually, for Motown, um, my dad. That was his first paid writing job was um, to write the liner notes for uh, one of those anthologies. It might be Martha Reeves or yeah, uh, the Vanda. You know, it was one of those. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. had the anthology. It'd be like the big record with yeah, like uh, their story and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like, yeah, he did that. That was his first thing that he did. But my dad doesn't make music. He uh, he created charts like like how billboard has charts or yeah, whatever yeah he worked for several publications as an editor-in-chief so that would be um the gavin magazine uh urban network urban network know, yeah yeah, yeah. Network. Had a conference yeah, yeah. They used to have that big ass conference. Yeah. yeah so that's what my dad did so i used to go to those conferences when i was little <laughs> yeah like like i'm too young to have you met easy e bro yeah, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. Me? i met easy e bro like yeah. <laughs> hey he looked just like the album cover too bro yeah, yeah. it was crazy like I so might be a kid running around. At the I was conference. a kid running yeah. around, bro. Like yeah. met Yo Yo and all of them. You feel me? Like just yeah. young, like going crazy. So, so actually, my dad helped create some of the first rap charts. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Up. Back in like the '90s or something, like charts that were called rap music charts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's you know, not like your dad made a documentary. Man, dog. he do. He do. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking. I was thinking I might write a song about him or something like that because. Yeah. Uh, you remember how Nas did that one, um, the Rock Kim song? Yeah. You know, the unauthorized biography, uh, autobiography of Rock Kim or whatever. So, yeah, I might do something like that with yeah. my pops and have him talking on it or something. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's that's his. Yeah, I mean, my pops really changed the world. Like, he brought music videos to BET at the time. MTV was not playing black music videos. Right. Yeah, right. Michael Jackson couldn't even My, get played. Michael that. Jackson couldn't even get played. Come on now. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? He's so, the biggest uh, star in the world. Your crew, what was it? Nine to five. Yeah, nine to five colony. So how many of them people you still rock with to this all day? Because you said Elzai. Yeah, Elzai, uh, Majestic Legend. You okay. know what I'm saying? We've all like um 
going on, you know, to be successful on our own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, L's, I got it, bro. Oh, man. Like, L is the best, man. <laughs> yeah. He's he literally got... one of the best rappers ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hella know? underrated, though. You would think way yeah. more people tossed him up in the mix. Man. Yeah, this, man. You know what? It's like what? a hidden gem. Like, if he you is know, a you know gem. about him. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. some people never even heard of this nigga. Like, every every verse I ever heard from him, I'm like, like yo. Like, literally this every nigga, verse. Yeah. Every verse, dog. It's only certain people that have, I, what I would say, like, they just keep getting better. Yeah. Like every single verse that you like, you can look up their most underground verse ever. Like Royce, Elzai, you know what I mean? Like even Big Hurt. Yeah. Big Hurt has yeah. never spit a whack verse. No, he haven't. He haven't. You Big know Herc what I'm saying? Well, Street Lord Wine never spit Street a whack verse. Street Lord Wine. Oh, God. He's never spit a whack verse, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Street Lord Wine is one of the best. On any type of production. No, no matter what bro. type of beat you throw. When I on. met Wine, you know, I did his last album. The interview. The interview. Yeah, we was going to so. get into that. We was yeah, gonna get man. That. Like, yeah. bro, like, when I met Wine, I didn't know he was like that, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I didn't know he was that great. Yeah. That's why I had to do the interview. I'm like, bro, I got to interview and introduce you to. Some people who like that who might not know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and so that was his last, you know, project before he went into jail. So fortunately, you know, he blessed me by letting me do that project with yeah. him. But yeah, man, it, it was crazy. That that actually got me like mega buzzing in the streets. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, street yeah, guys yeah. love me for that one, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm about to say. That was just such a different pairing of people, you know. Because yeah. a lot of people, uh, we had Filthy Rockwell in here, and he like, yeah. bro, the truth is, wine is a hip hop nigga. He, he just, is. <laughs> he like, yeah, and that's what he said on the interview. Like, yeah. he, I, I got like a full 45 minutes of just me and him talking. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, he said like, man, you know what kind of hip hop I like. Backpack shit. Yeah, I was like, damn. And you know I can what I'm see saying? that though. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. he's just rapping his real life. It, it ain't no backpack shit. But I can see man, that. Man, Juan is just—he's great, man. He's great. When we man. first he's heard him on the Street Lords, uh, the, that that first Street Lords, and he was rapping kind of fast, and we looked at each other like, dog, all he got to do is slow down that much, and it's over. You know man. what I'm saying? That's like, why I be thinking like, man, if Blade would have like stayed alive, you know what I'm saying? And if they would have probably signed that Def Jam deal. They probably would have been the best ever, dog. Like the best Blade, yeah, the best and Juan, like because yeah. it's like lyrics, it's like swag, it's money, bro. The, the whole story industry, real. we say it on the show all the time, bro. The whole industry look like the street lords, bro. period. The whole industry, the whole industry dog. And I, I don't, I don't feel that though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah, yeah. Only because they don't pay homage, and what end up happening is they might go further than like say a Detroit rapper, and yeah. then it look like we stealing from them. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Like man. it's no secret like where Cardi's and yeah. shit come from. You know what I'm saying? So each time say. Uh, uh, the D yeah, nigga with the first eyes with the rollies iced out, you know what I'm saying? So that's why Jeezy loves us, man. Yeah, Jeezy, yeah. Jeezy be like, man, look, man, I rock with Detroit because you know, as much as the industry changed, they still on their Cardis, Rollies, popping bottles, yeah, whips. You know everything. what I'm saying? Like we yeah. still doing what we do, and we produce like some of the top spitters. So you, it's nobody you can pair. Like, well, yeah. y'all, y'all just flossing. Okay, well, here go Elza, here go uh -huh. Russ, here go Wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with Shine, like Big Shine, he don't never say it, but like if it wasn't for Shine coming up with that one type of flow, Drake oh, wouldn't man. even pop Come on. because that's what Drake gravitated to and helped him skyrocket. Absolutely, you feel what I'm saying? Because they was all that in the same class, flow. and then Drake used that and skyrocketed. Yes, he did. You feel what I'm yes, saying? He did. But Shine. Like he always played a humble role, but I know that nigga probably be walking around in Korea like this nigga done stole my whole shit. I mean, just you know, look at, at the time, <laughs> man. Like, uh, I think Drake might have like maybe said it like one time or whatever, yeah. and then that's when Sean actually came out with that my last record, yeah, which was his first big, big single. Hit, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he popped right after that, but it took Drake to use his style first, yeah. and that's the thing about Detroit. Like with me, like I had to you know go out of town and. 
produced for 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, and all yeah. of them. That's when lip. I first actually got up on you, producing yeah. for them, because somebody was like, Nick Speed, like, he from the D. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm a press play then. I don't yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. I'm and, a press play. And then, you know, like, that's why I actually started uh, producing so much Detroit uh, music or whatever, because I didn't want people to think I was from New York yeah. or something like that, because I was producing for Shady G Unit after yeah. Now, you know how did that saying? come about, producing um, for... Uh, well, Shady. basically, uh, another one of my pop's friends is a guy named um, Rashidi Hendricks. He actually, so I, I took a Greyhound bus to New York yeah, trying to um, just, you know, shop my demo or whatever like that. And this I, is after the same demo that the lawyer heard? Or uh, yeah, yeah. And then I actually put some instrumentals with it, like some, some beats I had too. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> this is a real funny story. So <laughs> my homeboys met Kanye in Northland. Yeah. I wasn't there. So they met Kanye and his manager. I call out to uh, the manager's office. His name is John Monopoly. Yeah, John, yeah, John and, Monopoly. Yeah. And I uh, tried to like set up, uh, like for me to meet him, because I'm like, yeah, I met you in the mall. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, he don't know the difference. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I'm like, man, what y'all doing with that? You hear me? Like, y'all yeah. just reading the Kanye? Yeah. You know, so. Uh, they was just happy. And about I was that. doing their beats, though. You yeah. get what I'm saying? So, so I was like, look, man, I'm trying to set up something for you. So I go all the way to New York on a Greyhound. It took about 18 hours. Went through Canada and all yeah. this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> That was the only plug I had, really, was the lawyer and John Monopoly. Yeah. John Monopoly, I get to the Jive Records. That's where he worked at. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm still in Chicago. I was like, oh, <laughs> bro, wait. hour bus ride. No, like, 25-hour bus ride, dog. Yeah. It just took forever. So I'm like, man, you know, I'm only here for one day. Yeah, I so, came to see you, dude. Man, right, dog. So, you know, I had, like, maybe, like, five CDs of my demo. Yeah. I'm not knowing how big New York is and all that. I'm like, man, I should have. Pressed up a gang of these. Yeah. So I go to my lawyer. I'm kind of like down, like, man, I don't know what to do, man. Like, my man ain't even here. Yeah. So she was like, well, I'm going to send you to Atlantic Records. So she sent me over there. I met up with some people. Uh, all they did was open the door and just snatch the CD and was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But So then I'm on the elevator. I asked the guy. I say, man, you know where I can get some CDs pressed up, like a Kinko's or something? He was like, actually, I press CDs. So you come with me. So then they actually, like, let me in the back, chill. Yeah. For like an hour, I'm kicking it with everybody. Still got a good relationship with all of them to this day. And um, pretty much the guy whose couch I slept on, he was trying to be like my dad's intern. Yeah. So he ended up giving my music to 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was like, yo, man, 50 of them say they like your music. But he never like said like, come out here, meet up or nothing like yeah. that. So I ended up talking to this other cat I know out there in New York. And uh, I told him about it. His name was D Smooth. He worked for this place called Up Above Records. Me and Elza had our uh, project going through him yeah. to go to Japan. So talked to him, and he was like, man, I know I know G-Unit, man. I'm about to call over there. So he called D-Prosper. Prosper, like, yeah. He was like, no, I got a, uh, I got this kid, man, from uh, Detroit. No, he said, I got this kid named Nick Speed. And, and Prosper said, from Detroit? Yeah. I'm like, on the three-way, like, he don't even know I'm on the phone. I'm like, wow, how does he know me? Yeah, <laughs> right. Because yeah. it's like, at the time, 50 is the biggest thing. Smoking. Period. Yeah. So. I'm like, okay. He's like, man, give him my personal number. Have him call me. You know, send, have him send me some stuff. So I sent like another beat CD or whatever. And uh, Lloyd Banks got on something off the, off the cuff. first one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I kept sending music. Uh, they came to Detroit. I met everybody. I met 50. I met all of them. You know what I mean? Mob Deep was there. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, it was like the Massacre release party. Yeah. It was at uh, uh, the Zoo Bar, actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's old school as hell. Yeah, yeah, which is now legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was there. <laughs> yeah, it was a fight, too. I remember uh, <laughs> they was like, damn, these Detroit niggas ain't playing. Yeah. Because they was like way up on the top thing. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Yeah, it was cool, man. I got to kick it with them and uh, Bieber was there. Bieber that's coming here. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, she was what, there. Uh, what record did you produce for them? Uh, what if off a of Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack? Yeah. And, oh, that's uh, my shit. Yeah. yeah, track number two. Yeah. Uh, actually, it just came out 13 years ago this month. Yeah. In November. Yeah. Um, so it went platinum in like a week, bro. Yeah. Life changed the whole. Life changed instantly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you don't even expect it, bro. Like. When I Especially made that back beat, then, when I made that beat, I didn't even expect it to get hurt, period. You yeah. get what I'm saying? I sent it in and it's like they they immediately signed me to a yeah. production deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Not being, a new, uh, not being a new producer in the industry, was do you looking back, was the production deal fair? Yeah. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was fair. It was fair, yeah. I, mean, I, I I'm never really heard game. nobody like talk bad about G Unit financially. Man, I mean they they took care of us, man. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of us that came up at the same time. Jake won. Yeah. yeah. Vitamin D. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um Key Cat, which like let me tell you some of these cats is Key Cat does all the horns for Maxwell. Yeah. He did the horns on Rock Boys. Yeah. You know, he he got a jazz album, but he's really like, you know, a hip hop dude, um producer. Um Jake won, of course, like if you ain't heard of him, he's like an amazing producer from Seattle. He's done he did, he oh, did yeah, that yeah, song, yeah. that Three Kings song with like Dr. Dre and Jay Z and Rick yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah, I know who Jay Feel me? Like, uh, he, he had a project with somebody too. He, that's what he do. He, yeah, uh, he he got, he got a, yeah, he, he got a project projects. with um, yeah. Mayor Hawthorne from here. Yeah, yeah. Called Tuxedo. Say, yeah, he do like projects with you and Jake One. Do One Below got a project with Jake One? He, he got plenty of music. Yeah, with that's, him. that's where I heard Jake, Jake used to Jake used to come to Detroit. A long time ago, and be working with Fat Cat and yeah, One Below yeah, and all yeah, of them. Yeah, that's where I heard of them from. Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they used to always be out there in Seattle and all of that. So, um, Vitamin D. He he's like he did the theme song for Power. You get what I'm oh, saying? Like yeah. everybody is like platinum on their own outside of even what we did for the unit. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So uh, the business. You know what I'm saying? We oh, was all yeah, signed at the same yeah. time. We all. So it's like we all kind of like brothers, like yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? We the came up together, society with, and, yeah. and they from Seattle too. Oh, the business! I know that. Seattle got some crazy beach, bro. Yeah, I think it's all that good weed they got yeah, up there. Yeah, because so. yeah. they say that's the best weed. Yeah, people man. give Cali the credit, but that Northwest, that Seattle, yeah. my partner, Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. We met the program director, the first person to ever play Sir Mix a lot on the radio in Seattle. His, wow, it's a white guy named Andrew. He worked in California now at the CBS building. He real cool, real chill. He an actor too. He used to be <laughs> on uh, what's that shit called with uh, Modern Family? Yeah, Modern Family. Uh, he used to be have a reoccurring role on Modern that's Family. Crazy. Shit. But he the first person to break Sir Mix a lot. Wow. And he said he actually only broke it because, you know, they was going through like they uh they grunge rock and stuff. Yeah. And everybody was gravitating toward that. And he was like, back then on the radio, you just played what you like. And yeah. every radio station was gravitating. Right. They had them rules and so all that. He back just then. was like, I'm about to play this. And it was Sir Mix a lot. And it, <laughs> so that shit took Man, off from there, dog. I just got like uh I just found like a Sir Mix a lot record. You know, I collect vinyl records and all that. Yeah. Um I found one from like 86. So it was a, uh, what was that, square dance rap or something like that? <laughs> yeah, like the little light voice. Man, 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 I'm not man. hip. I'm oh, not man, hip. it's, it's so fire, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sir Mixlot made his own beats. Yeah, he did. He had his own label like in 86, bro. He's still eating. Off oh, of, uh, man. He's still eating. And he actually got the same birthday as me, which is crazy. Yeah. You ever Only, met him? No, nah, I never met him. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? One day, I'm sure... Man, I'm gonna be like mix a lot. Let me get a beat, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Posse on Broadway. Yeah, that so was let's crazy. Let's talk about your relationship with Proof. How was your relationship with Proof? Man, you know what's amazing? I just found an interview that I did with Proof in 1995 when I first met him. So I you I had a journalism assignment in high school, 10th grade, and um, the assignment was interview somebody who's influential to you. So. Proof was like the biggest rapper out of Detroit at that particular moment because he was just got signed, Tommy Boy and all of this. 
So I actually like recorded the interview and I just found it like um, Yo, with me walking in the hip hop shop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a historian, bro. Like, yeah. I, and I don't lose nothing. You know, and you what, know what though? You got to document that shit and get that shit out there, bro. Because if you don't, then other motherfuckers go be historians yeah. to this shit. Yeah, they go turn rap. Like they did, man. Rock, I need man. some help, man. So if anybody out there want to help me, uh, yeah, help document you, bro. Listen, some bro, of the stuff, we man. some underground rap historians yeah. too, from like the south back to the west. It's a yeah. whole bunch of shit we know. And oh so, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, man. We got years and years of magazines. Like, yeah, bro. Fifty Cent was uh, what was it in the source? No, he was, it was in the murder. Though. No, it was in the source when he said, "Fuck the industry. I want to sign with Suge Knight." Blah blah blah. Wow. All I gotta do is get to New York. All I gotta do is fuck with Suge. The very next issue, yeah. All I gotta do is get to LA. <laughs> fuck with Suge. The very next issue of the Double XL, Dr. Dre, Fifty Cent, and Eminem was on the cover <laughs> of that bitch. Now knowing Fifty Cent. I think that might have been his plan the mm, whole time. Right. To, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because the truth is, if 50 would have got with Suge, it would have been some pressure on motherfucking oh, uh, yeah. Shady Duck. Oh, like, yeah. Well, because hey. he was coming to apply the pressure. But we got, bro, yeah. I got Murder Dog. I got 10 years, yeah. 15 years worth of Murder Dog. We was yeah. on the cover of the Murder Dog one what? time. And what we did is like uh, after they did the interview with us, we just filmed ourselves. It's on the YouTube. We just filmed ourselves showing covers, covers, wow. covers, covers. And then at the end of it, we showed the cover we was on. Because we, wow. we from Angster. We rapped yeah, the name of yeah. our group was identical. You know okay. what I'm saying? Crazy. But yeah. So everybody loved Proof. Like how did Joe, how did, how did his passing affect you? Oh, uh, man, it was crazy, man. Because like, you know, um, with me interviewing him at such a young age, I was like 15 years old, and uh, I pretty much held on to every word that he said. You get what I'm saying? He right. basically was like giving me so much game. And uh, 10 years later, I produced on his last album, which was Searching for Jerry Garcia. I yeah. produced Bebo's theme. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So it was only out, like, it came out in August 2005. He died in April, April. 2006. Yeah. So it was just crazy. Like, I remember just getting the cover looking like, man, that's kind of crazy. Like, you know, proof. Actually, I think might have given me my first check because that came out in the industry because uh, that came out in August 05 and the 50 record came out in November 05. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, pro- yeah like yeah. for me to, you know, be influenced by him and. And then he get your first rap first check. First rap yeah. check. Is, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't even making beats when I met him like that. I was just rapping and DJing. Right, being you know a journalist and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't even know I was going to be a producer. Like, yeah. I had no idea. So I got into production because I was rapping and we needed some beats. Yeah. And, um, you know, pretty much they was taxing for them beats, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I remember we did our first song at uh, R.J. Rice Studios. And I believe the song ended up costing us about $1,000. I'm like, man, I'm about to learn how to do all this shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll you feel me? Somebody, I'm about to get my yeah. own studio. and Like, damn, they making money like that? Because, you know, I didn't know. We had to, they actually had us buy some real to reels in which they still got somewhere. Yeah. So we never even took the took reels the real home. Real so the reels was like a hundred and something dollars a piece. The studio time was about a hundred an hour. Yeah. They charged us like three hundred something for the beat. That was a uh, shout out to Rock Lax yeah. who did that beat for us. So it was like, yeah, it was, that was like a thousand dollars, bro. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? And we was like fresh out of high school. So we ain't had no money. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. man, we had to work like a whole year <laughs> um, just to like get that, yeah, you get know, that what song saying? back, yeah. right? And it was like um, we worked at UPS actually. Me, Majestic, Elzai too, actually. All the nine to five work at UPS, which is hilarious. Yeah, and we uh, saved up for like a whole year and bought an MPC 2000 XL. Make your own beats. Yep, right. started making our own beats. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people also don't know that you are award winner. Let's talk yeah. about some of the awards that you. Oh won man, over uh, your career. Yes, yeah, blessings, man. Um, <clears throat> I actually won. Uh, Best Hip Hop Artist from Detroit Black Music Awards 2013. Um, I won uh, Best 
album at the Underground Hip Hop Awards with Seven in general. Yeah, album of the year, basically. <laughs> um, I won. Um, I think I won another. Oh yeah, I got an MVP award for Underground Hip Hop Awards. You got a Detroit Music Award. Yeah, I got too, a Detroit right? Music yeah. Award this year um, for Best Full Length Project for uh, Deciphered. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's been blessings, man. I mean, it's just been. Nothing but blessings, bro, because it's, it's great to be recognized. For what you do. Yeah, especially in a climate where there's so many people that do this. Man, music is coming out at an all-time high, man. Yeah. Like, I can't even relax and listen to the music. Like, yeah. It's like you under pressure to listen to all yeah. these projects. And then I'm like, a boom, DJ, boom. so I'm, I'm, I got to flip through a thousand songs just to get a hundred good ones. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then some of the shit be tight, then you hear other shit like, oh, let me add right, that. Right, so yeah. that's why like my DJ sets be so mixed up, you know what I'm saying? But people <laughs> people be liking it, though. But, you know, that's come from, like, you know, Mojo and all that. They used yeah. to mix it up you like that. You got to say the electrifying Mojo. The electrifying yeah. Mojo. Yeah, yeah not, real not, Mojo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, certain places, certain DJs, they have to play the top 40 what's going on on the radio. Right. yeah. I don't necessarily do that, even though I, I, I include it. Like yeah. Yeah, with my set, you gonna get some techno, you gonna get some hip hop, you are gonna get that new turn up. You gotta keep the party going. Yeah, like, that's like, what the DJ do. Like the yeah, radio. you gonna get some of everything with yeah. me. I'm just sharing my music collection. You right. know what I mean? Something else that's very interesting about you. You actually um, the beatdown album that was number yeah. one in the UK. number one in the UK yeah. for ten whole weeks. Ten that's whole weeks. Week. That's time. a long ass time. Ten whole man. weeks, ten bro. Ten I couldn't believe it. Yeah, how, like yeah, how did okay? When like, they first I knew it was. I knew it was like you know. I knew I thought the album was good, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't know it was going to do nothing. So yeah. when they first hit you up and told you, like, okay, you got the number one album, like, what was your okay, re- well, your how it happened? Reaction? It was like, uh, before it came out, they said it was already sold out. Yeah. So okay. I was like, damn, okay. You know, I'm like, kind of like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Because it's Pretty a vinyl right. record. Yeah. So they was like, well, you know, the distributors got it, but it's out of our hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, yeah. like, we sold all of them. We you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, they was only going to do that one pressing. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not thinking it's going to be nothing. And then, like, you know, I just typed it in, like, on Google or whatever just to see, like, where's the album at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, like, I just seen it on the chart as number one. I was like, huh? You know what I'm saying? It was like a Juno charts or whatever, like, for all music formats. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Oh, so Hold you're on. number one overall. Overall. Oh. And, like, at the time, it was, uh, what, 2013? So it was, like, Kendrick uh, was out, um, Frank Ocean. Yeah. Like, all of this stuff was out. My album was number one. I couldn't believe I'm like, what is this, dog? And it's like, you know, the charts, this is a, this a digital world, so it changes day by day. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it was still number one each and every day. After a while, I just stopped checking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know okay, what I'm I got enough numbers. And, then, enough and then I went back, and then I looked again. It was still number one, bro. I, I was like, man, this I can't even. Like, I thought I was in the Twilight Zone, bro. Yeah, Did you hit the road, though? You went over there? No, not at that time, but I have gone over there. But I wish I could have went then, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, I didn't really have any connects. Like, I didn't know my album was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know. I just made the record, bro. Like, I was almost scared to put the record out because I did it all myself. So I'm like, man, I hope they like this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. that's how I was feeling. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I wasn't feeling like, yeah, we about to go number one. And yeah. Like, I'm just like, all right. You're you know, just we, making the music. Yeah, hey, I'm just making the music. I'm just putting it out. A little yeah. project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, little did I know. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned DJ and you got a, a, a <coughs> custom portable turntable coming? Or yeah, is it, is yeah. It out yet? Yeah, I'm working with Crosley right now. Um, Crosley out of uh, Kentucky. They're like the number one seller of portable turntables. Yeah. So uh, Crosley Radio is actually their name. Is it so. family owned? Uh, not anymore. They okay. it was because they've been around for like a hundred years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and plus that just sounds like somebody's last name. Yeah, it's definitely somebody's <laughs> last name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we went out there and um, you know, we started designing it and everything like that. I got like you know the design or whatever, and um, 
we still working on it, man. So what's the because, date? Uh, it, it's hard to say, man, because like I, what I'm doing with mine is something that's never been done with portable turntables. So they have to, you know, be able to get the Technology the right motors and, and the right prices on it, everything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so you know, even like. It's a couple portable turntables that came out. They have like the DJ mixer kind of like attached to them and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, I could let's just, not say what exactly what you're doing. Yeah, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. I'm saying that 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 uh, other companies have come out with that. Yeah, so yeah. that made the market better for, for what you, you know doing. what I'm doing. But yeah. it's gonna be a portable turntable for sure. Yeah, right, because yeah. I release a lot of vinyl, so I feel like everybody doesn't have a record player, and I want to release some stuff only on vinyl. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to make it easier for you to hear my music. Because yeah. I'm coming with the whole So I'm going to come with a portable player. turntable. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the record. Yeah. So let's talk to Decipher album. Uh, oh, man. It's 40 tracks. Yeah, 39 some, tracks. Uh, some of the standout that uh, that I had picked out was uh, the song with Bodie James and Chips. Oh, yeah. Well, Bodie James, his favorite. Yeah, Bodie James. Oh, man. Yeah, Bodie James. Shout out Bodie James, man. We got a bunch of music. Oh, Bro, what's up? That. Drop that shit, man. Man, look, man. <laughs> Drop that you know shit, what, man? man? You know, he's he's a signed artist, man. That's that's that, that's not that's yeah. Nas's uh flagship artist at Mass Appeal. Yeah, yeah, I, you know I, what I mean. I so, that, yeah. so like you know, Nas been getting that bag this year. I don't know if y'all yeah, know, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, that's why when I was talking about venture capitalists, yeah, shit, like he's he, one of my inspirations for that shit. Like, dog, he really took that shit to the next. He's on. He made it Forbes list for the first time this year. He sold. Two different companies for a billion dollars each. Yeah, Ring yeah. was one of them. I actually yeah. been on the phone with somebody who used to work for uh, Queensbridge Capital, yeah. uh, Rashawn Williams. I don't know if you heard wow. of him. No. I don't know what type of investments you make. That brother had it down packed, man. Uh, man talk, I need to talk to, to him. He used to work there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, I just was on the phone with him, and he just was... Basically, he like, look, man, this is how you prepare for all of this shit. Because, you mm-hmm. know, venture capitalism started $2,000, depending on what you invested. Right, man. You, you know who Troy Carter is? Yeah. Troy Carter started as a Uber, manager, yeah. but he was just, he said he used to put his money into, like, maybe a play or something, try yeah. to get something Bro, back. He told the locks to, about Uber, and they like, nah, man. Like, that don't make sense. That don't make sense. And we he from said, New York. this was yellow the yellow like, Come on, man. Because, you man. know, he used to be Eve manager. He used to manage a lot of the people at the Rough Riders. Wow. So he, this stuff would come to him. And back then, Uber do sound crazy to somebody from New York, but he was like, the crazy shit is what's going to work. We uh, just in New York, everywhere else, man, ain't yellow no yellow cab. cab. And Nas uh, owns a piece of Lyft, Lyft. which, which I take two lifts a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I take two lifts a day, bro. You feel me? Like, even Lyft. if he get a penny off of every ride, dog. Yeah. Like, he got Dropbox, worldwide. Bevel, Ring. Listen, Dropbox, I didn't even know this, been around for 19 years. See, my man plan is, by the time it go public, he out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he say, and some of the companies never go public, but he just was talking about what the public know, like Dropbox. He like, man, that company been around 19 years. Wow. So by the time it go public, we done. Ring. Right. We we was early investors on Ring. You right. know what I'm saying? Because it's three stages when it comes to investing. The seed round, mid round, and then like kind of like the final round. Uh-huh. And he was like, they positioned it where they get in different companies on different rounds, wow. and that's how your money come. He was like, the seed investment you might want to get back in one to three years. The middle mm. investment might take you five to seven years the mm. final investment is if the company go public he worked with athletes he said he had five athletes put twenty five thousand dollars up for spotify way before anybody heard of it Damn. and the day it went public they all got like some a really good return he just ain't say who because it's it's, it's a confidentiality that come with that wow but he was like all they put up was twenty five thousand dollars right like, right and just gotta wait you so back to the album so yeah. uh then you got the we'll get by with Elza oh, when man. y'all go back and forth. Yeah, man. You but know, the- he not easy to rap with, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's my dog. We've been rapping since we was teenagers together, you feel me? So it's like, I'm, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity to record a song 
any song with him, let alone yeah. be in a group with him before and all of that. You yeah. know? And then you got the song with Super MC and Alexis. Oh, oh yeah. We have both been of them on. here. They both been up here. Oh, yeah. My said. people. That's family. Yeah. Super cold motherfucker on Man, that mic, boy. Man. Ain't yeah. he, though? Yeah. And it, it's just so crazy. Like, some of my best friends are some of the best rappers ever, <laughs> dog. Yeah. Ever. Right when we just got out the car, I just was like, dog, I need Super and Marv want to battle each other. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Man, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they didn't battle. I, yeah, but well, I'm, you know what? Saying, they I need, I'm talking about right now. Today. Oh, man. You feel what I'm saying? That's going to be a tough one right there. That's going to be they they gonna that. be going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, these Detroit boys gonna be playing around on them battles, bro. Yeah, you know who else don't play around? You got a song with one below. Yo, one yeah, below man. is cold. Oh man. Crazy thing, right? So um we grew up in Inkster, right? And uh one below married our neighbor. Yeah. And he moved in next to us, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And she used to be like my husband, tour, binary star. I think blah, I've blah, blah. I've been over there to that house. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. used to live next we used yeah. to live, my mom uh, lived next door. So then one day we met him, bro, one of the coolest brothers ever, ever bro. And ever. always on tour. I yeah. never met somebody who yeah. been out the country like that, bro. he bro. showed me how to do this independent thing, bro. Yeah. yeah. You feel yeah. me? So when I got on with the majors, yeah. I still always knew that I was going to be dropping independent music. Yeah. So that's how I feel like I was able to maintain in the game. You know what I mean? People ask, like, how, you know, what's the secret to success and, like, how did you, uh, how have you been in the game for 13 years and still actively doing stuff and winning awards and stuff? But I always was independent yeah. the whole time, too. And you know what that come from, man? That come from loving 95 and 97 rap, bro, because that yeah. was all independent yeah. music. Yeah, on E-40, West all of that, yeah. you know what I mean? Tony Short. Draper. Uh, JT the Bigger JT figure. JT the Bigger Figure, the Period. one. Yeah, yeah. He 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 gave a lot of people Swab House. Like, yeah. Come uh, on, man. Come on, bro. That's Even cool. Uncle Luke. People don't know, like, Luke has always been independent. Always yeah. been independent. Yeah. And, uh, and on top of that, like, I got introduced to the techno community. And when they've always been independent. Yeah, yeah, techno, yeah. That they've not. never had no Columbia records and all of that. Like yeah. no, you right, know, Def Jam or nothing. Like they was they own Def Jam. Juan Atkins and them was yeah. putting out their own records Going and putting crazy. out everybody else's records around the world. Getting that independent money, bro. Yeah. You get what we, we, we work with Art Forest before. We work with Art. Oh Forest. yeah, oh Art yeah, Forest. man. So, so uh, the DIA, Detroit After Dark, to actually decipher. Yeah, he was the first person. Yes, uh, that they on put the wall. In the, yeah, yeah, man. The first hip hop artist, man. Because, um, well, shout out to Embarco, man. Like they really hit me up. Um, my they was managing me. And um, Embarco is that a that's Mikey X name? Yeah, yeah, shout out yeah. Mikey. He yeah. just had a birthday. All these people yeah. had, that you mentioned yeah. just had a birthday. One below too. And uh, anyway, so Mikey ended up plugging me with Jenny Risher. And um, she was working on a project where she was, you know, doing something with some Motown stuff. And she wanted to kind of, like, do something with hip-hop. So Detroit After Dark ended up coming about. So you took, like, five pictures or whatever of uh, of us at nighttime. You know what I mean? And we <laughs> yeah. were some of the only living subjects in the whole show, yeah. in the whole exhibition, because a lot of the... Stuff was like from the fifties and sixties, and it was from all different time eras. Right, you know what I mean. And they gave her, so we were, yeah, the the first hip hop artist to appear on the wall as hip hop artists. Yeah, that's dope. You know and what I mean. And then it turned into a decipher. And it took yeah, that that basically um you that basically your book so he could have signed it. Oh right? yeah, yeah, man, that's all good. I'll be back. But yeah. um, you know that basically made it okay for us to have an entire hip hop exhibition. Yeah. So with me being one of the first people that Jenny knew. I just started helping her find people and thinking of people. So we just had a bunch of meetings. It started off, it was going to be like 20 pictures. Yeah. It ended up being 100. Yeah, yeah. Whole you know what I mean? Yeah, so. The only person y'all forget, man. There's a lot of people forgot. No, no, but I'm saying like one that really stuck out. 
Tone Tone, man. Yeah, Tone, yeah, man. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Tone, man. That's my guy, man. <laughs> yeah, Tone We've been working out of the same studio for years, man. Yeah. But you know what? I don't, it was just, but it's enough it was to hard back to, on. Yeah, for, to uh, get everybody, you know what I'm saying? It was, I could think of 50 people That's we should have had. No, but it's enough it's people it's to, to keep it, it going. Yeah, and then some people was upset that they wasn't in it, you know what I mean? But it's over 200 people. That's yeah, it. And yeah. it's still missing about 50. Right. That just show you how deep Detroit hip-hop is. Yeah, and then right. people shouldn't take stuff like that personal, personal because yeah. some people, like, your music could be, like, right in front of my mind, but it just slipped through the cracks. You yeah, know man. I mean, we ain't, we ain't even had Dwelle in there. You yeah, get what right. I'm saying? Yeah, like, he on flashing lights kind of, yeah. You feel yeah, me? So right. it's like, we, it's a bunch of people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, right. if I start shouting them out, I'm going to have to shout everybody out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So what should the public know about Nick Speed as a person? Um, Man, I'm just a regular dude from Detroit, man. And, um, you know, I just love making music. I'm blessed. I'm living my dream. You know what I mean? I got my own studio. I'm I'm be in my own world, bro. All I do is just create music all day long, each and every day. I do this every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn to communicate with humans a little bit better now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And one, one last question. Hold on. Out of all the music that you produce, what's your favorite? I was record? just about to ask that. Mm. I was just about to ask that. from forever though, not not the stuff that people heard. You might got some shit in the tuck, like low key man. Probably Streets of Detroit, man. Yeah, you know Streets of Detroit has done a lot for me, man. And it's um, everybody has rapped to this beat, man. Everybody <laughs> like not only that, it's been used in every Detroit documentary you can name. Yeah, and then when I made the beat, it's like you never know when you make a hit. You know what I'm saying? When I made the beat, it was just some underground stuff that I was trying to be do for Detroit or for myself. Right. Yeah. Street Lord Wine, he rapped to it. That was some of the best bars ever laid on that. Uh, Danny Brown rapped to it. Pusha yeah. T rapped to I it. I like Danny Brown. Danny yeah. Brown be going. Oh man, yeah. Danny Brown. I remember that first shit. Uh, run his pockets and dump them in the run river. Run his pockets and dump them in the river. That's <laughs> when I met him. Yeah. We did marketing. On we that. did the marketing. We did oh, the man. marketing. They talked great about job. That murder dog. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. 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 They, it was so controversial at the time. Yeah. yeah. Niggas like run is because it always one yeah. word. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but do you know what that go back to? That go back to that Onyx back. Onyx. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's real hip hop. Right. So that's why we was fucking with it. We like run his pockets and dump them in the river. Oh man. Man, they we was they was on the this. radio like we playing this run his pockets yeah. and dump him in the river. Yep, yep. Actually, G unit passed on him. That's when I knew though. Like I love Fifty, but Fifty when it come to artists, he not progressive. Like yeah. he said, like when he first met Danny, it was Rod, how he was dressed. It was how he was mm-hmm. dressed that took him uh, like that took him, him off. off. But if he would have went that route, like that's how that's how the dressed. industry is exactly. Like I mean, Danny the Rod whole industry turned into turned into that. that. <laughs> into that. That's what I'm saying. And Yayo knew like no, Yayo, this nigga spit. Man, look, Danny's just one of the coldest rappers. Oh, some cowboy boots and some tight pants. He said, yeah. he looked at that nigga like, oh, no, this like, ain't no, this ain't, that ain't gangster. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But really, Danny yeah, Brown is, is gangster. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that was the whole point. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, hey, it's like you live and you learn. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. I mean, I'm sure, he, that's I'm sure his shit, and he always had what he wanted to do. Yeah, like I just seen, the inter- stop him, I seen an interview with uh, T.I. talking about he passed up on Drake. Drake. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, it's... Sometimes you I mean, can't what, see it yeah, in here. Yeah, what's in your car is in your car. Like everybody got passed up on by somebody. Like, like you they, said, yeah. uh, locks passed up on Uber. Yeah, yeah like they, that's like, bigger than any fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> so if the people want to contact you, how can they get at you? Get on, get at me on uh, Instagram, man. Nick Speed Ent, man. Yeah, um, yep. Nick Speed Ent on Twitter. Facebook, everything like that. Nick Speed, ENT, like entertainment. Yep. Hey, yo, and uh, hit title because that's the service we prefer that you stream this Decipher album. Absolutely. Yo, it's going. You know what I'm saying? We just was listening to it on the way. Oh, man. It's a lot of shit on here. It's it's a lot of art. Name the artists on here before we get out of there. Oh, man. It's about 60 of them, man. (laughs) But um, you know what, man? Like with that that album, man, I wanted to just showcase as many people that was photographed and deciphered as as I could. You know what I mean? But it's literally over 200 people on there. But 
on my album it's like 60 people so I got everybody from Mo Dirty yeah. Super MC uh, Marv One Doc Illingsworth yeah KDZ uh, Ty, Ty Ferris, Ferris yeah. uh, man like Alexis Online One Below, Alain, one yeah. below uh, Hush I got uh, man I got so many people on there and this is just Seven in General I got all of this music. It was just sitting in my computer, basically. Yeah. I was waiting for a reason to drop this drop music. And yeah. that format, let them listen to it, but that format is like something. Oh, yeah, that format yeah, yeah. Dope. I did yeah. something different that time, man. I basically, like, every song, I know it sounds like a lot, like, oh, it's 39, 40 songs in there, but right. it's really like a minute each. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, the way that I did it was kind of like one verse, one hook. Yeah. And then next song. You but know what I'm saying? But it's right on point because it keep you rewinding. Because when I heard the song with L's out, I was wanting more. Oh, yeah. But I, it's so far in the mix it's that like, I it's already knew what it was. Yeah, I already it's kind of it. like as a, it's like a DJ mix yeah. almost, but it's a real album. You know what I mean? And then one thing that I did that I don't think I've seen anybody do is uh, I made I went from the slowest song to the fastest song. Yeah. So the album would get that. more exciting as yeah, it goes I mean, on. So now I'm going to listen to a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know if anybody else is going to do that in the future. Of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? But that was that was my technique for that one. Have you worked with Eshaan? I met Eshaan. Uh, we have not worked yet. But I did meet him. He, I mean, he's an incredible legend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I can't wait to work with I him. I got the Dead Flowers album signed by Eshaan. Oh, man. Unopened. Man, oh, bro. That's crazy. It, it that goes, was one of my favorites, too, though. Come on, man. Come on. Dead it Flowers. Dead Flowers, Purple Rain, and then I just got a Michael Jackson thriller that I got to put up. Wow. I'm, I'm starting to grab vinyl, too. My cousin gave me, like, four crates full of shit. I ain't even get the chance to go through Damn. it. But I know I got some TLC in there. Ain't too <laughs> proud to beg. Woo. I got uh, I got some Biz Mark. I just haven't wow. had time to go through it. He was about to throw, listen, he was about to throw that shit away. Uh, I pulled nah, up on him like, oh, cuz, load this up in the back of the truck. I'll go through that shit later. Right, you know right. Saying? Like, no, nah, we need these hip hop artifacts. Yeah, you hear me? Like, yeah. we, we can't be throwing these away. Right, and I said, that's what I said, because I got homeboys who producing shit. I said, at the at the end of the day, I let niggas dig through my crates right. and cost me a percentage on yeah, that. Whatever. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm man. Like, yeah, it's crazy though, but yeah. but like the, you know, I love I love vinyl, man. I was just showing somebody. The different sound quality wise of like well, YouTube vinyl. versus vinyl. Right, yeah. Like when you See, get a chance. Shit go back. That's when why you get I, a chance, compare the two. Like I you know what I mean? When you, you say a real to real, like do you still record on reels today? Cause the sound is different. You the know what? Uh yeah, man, I use all type of techniques to record, man. I'll record on anything. I record on my phone. But you know yeah. what I mean? I, I I got cassette tapes, I got videotapes, like yeah. you know what I mean? But um yeah, real to real is kinda expensive, but I would love to record on a real to real again. I I have a real to real machine. Yeah. But it's not the same big two inch tape yeah. that they used to do the albums on. But yeah. eventually I'm gonna get back to recording on reels. Yeah. Actually I did one of my albums, um Nick of Time, that's an instrumental album. I did some of that on a, a real to real. Yeah. All right, so we go wrap this up. We appreciate your time. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, man. Your time. Nah, thank y'all, man. Happy New Year to everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah. 2019, baby. We about to get this money. We about yeah. to do it all the way to the top, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we appreciate you coming because we've been putting the word out there that we wanted to uh, get you out here. Man. Dean definitely made that happen. Most made definitely. Happen right Shout out, Dean. Yeah, for sure. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. How can you contact us? Uh, PR at TCOHH.org. What PR about the socials? At TCOHH.org. You can follow us on. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at TCE Pod. That's T C E P O D. T C E P O D. And uh, I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.